Hear ye, hear ye. It's time for the Sports King Show on 1061 ESPN. The show with scores, interviews, the hottest topics, and the biggest sports stories of the day. It's the show where you'll hear from the players that make the plays, as well as the key coaches and personnel who make it happen. All of this and live phone calls from you, the Sports King Nation. Now, direct from his castle, located in an undisclosed location in the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, let's welcome to the throne, His Highness, Jamie King, the Sports King. December 20th, we welcome you into the Sports King Show. And, of course, before the Sports King, who is in the Tampa, Florida region now, uh, I hailed from Fredericksburg, Virginia, of course, won a national championship with uh, what I always felt was the greatest minor league team statistically and uh, in terms of uh, all-time play, the best ever assembled uh, Several of those players got NFL tryouts, and I was so proud of that team and proud of the Fredericksburg area. And you just heard coming in to the Sports King show, we want to send our congratulations out to a young man uh, named Huntley, who, if you followed uh, the show, The Voice, uh, on NBC, uh, and watched it last night, the big finale, and he was one of five people vying for the title and lo and behold, he wins the voice. And uh, just great to see at the holidays for a young guy that really, you know, paid his dues in the local bars. And it's just amazing to me how the power of media and social media and how somebody can catch fire and go from a virtual unknown outside of, you know, say the Fredericksburg area or the local uh, bar scenes and uh, music venues that he played in. To go from that, Alan, uh, and welcome back to what he is facing now in terms of instant uh, opportunities and things that will befall him. Of course, winning a lot of prizes and uh, no doubt money, no doubt opportunities, a record deal, and uh, he released his debut single, Holding On, in 2022. And uh, I just implore everybody out there, maybe. 
go out and pick out uh, something. Uh, if you're looking for something out of the norm, instead of the shirts and the ties and all that, maybe pick up an album or single from this young man and support his uh, continuing dream. And uh, just great to see on a national platform somebody from uh, you know your backyard, basically a place you grew up in, do really well. And I always applaud. You know, we had so many you know great. Performers through the years from that area, uh, Mark Lindsay, gold medalist uh, diving, Jeff Rouse, gold medalist swimming, and the list goes on and on. But uh, just an amazing feat to see a guy. And once you get to that final five, you never know how it's going to break down. But a very powerful voice, a very um, bluesy, uh, southern rock type of voice. And, you know, he had the long hair and the braids and all that. And he looks the part. And he has a tremendous voice, and uh, you wish everybody uh, that has a dream the very best. And congratulations to Huntley, winner of The Voice last night, and uh, he is on his way. And we are on our way this morning. It's Wednesday, December 20th, just five days before the man with the beard arrived. Wait a minute. There's another man with a beard that arrived this morning. This guy... No, 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 no. I listened no, he, to your show. You were, no. you were, you had a lot to say, man. When I was gone, it was kind of upsetting. Uh, uh, what are you doing now? <laughs> I mean, I have set you, me and Sweet Lou. I mean, that's my guy now, and here you are um, taking his. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the original beard, not James Harden, comes in today. We had a little fun uh, at your expense, but just teasing. You know, I love you, Alan. Nah, don't you, try to don't try to make up for it. Now I it's have cool. nothing but love for you, and uh, you do an amazing job. We didn't miss you. We, you were MIA, and uh, Sweet Lou, the things he was saying about you off air, you know, you'll have to talk to your boy about that. But bottom, <laughs> bottom line is, we are glad to have you. What's in the What's in the cup today, by the way? Mike? It's It's always tea, man. It's always, always tea. tea. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I gotta watch you, especially this time of year. A little eggnog action in there. We don't know what's going on. I, I actually don't even like eggnog. I'm a little weird. I don't like eggnog. Yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, I'm not super big fan. Now, if you spike a little bit, then now we're talking. Hey, look, at, folks, the are watching and and i've just got to say this the sandman has taken us to new heights we're getting more and more and more viewers online and listeners every day and as you can see under his handsome photo there how you like that i'm trying to <laughs> kiss up to you the sandman of course alan sandish below his name it says jamie's favorite beard it is not my favorite beard. it's my second well james harden sandman and that other guy that's arriving in five days, and I've heard through the grapevine that he may make an appearance on the Sports King show tomorrow, Santa. Now, here's the deal for those of you that follow us regularly. Sports King will be all Friday, so we're going to have to give the winners out tomorrow another early present. So this weekend, your final weekend to shop, some of you late you know, shoppers out there. What about you, Alan? Are you one of those guys that goes out there and gets it done all the time early? Or do you wait till the last minute? <laughs> Always last minute on everything. Every, You're like everything. My, my brother Earl. Um, he always seems to do this every year. He either goes out the night before or a couple nights before and does his, I mean, he does it all and gets it all done. And uh, very efficient the way he, he's an accountant, by the way. So he does it very efficiently there. Hopefully he gives me something nice this year. Hopefully. Anyway, there you go. So, but those of you that go last minute, uh, give us a call, 804-327-0888. What's the deal? Are, are you prepared? Do you get it done? Do you get your decorations up? Do you get out there early? 
And do you, of course, get your presents there quickly, or do you wait till the last minute? A lot of baking yesterday at the Sports King's house, of course, had to test it out, Alan, to make sure everything was just right. Of course, uh, I had the uh, peanut butter cookies, one of my all-time favorite. Then I had those little white cookies with a powder on it. Um, <laughs> I think they're called tea cookies, I think. Don't like, what are you laughing at that? But they're uh, very good. The only problem the with the description tea- is what's funny. I'm sorry. You you can't say you can't say little cookies with white powder and, and also be a Commanders fan because then we know something's up. Now why do you got to bring me down? I mean, <laughs> so anyway, these little tea cookies with the white powder. The only problem with them your your mouth gets dry. You love them, but then when you eat one and and this is another and maybe I'm just a little quirky, but I eat them and and it goes everywhere. It's one of those cookies you can't contain. It's got the white powder and. You're smiling ear to ear, but you got the powder all over you. Eh, anyway, I digress. Last night, UTSA beating uh, Thundering Herd of Marshall. Uh, I had that one. Didn't know uh, Frank Harris wouldn't play for UTSA. He didn't, but they win big anyway. Started slow, but win big. And um, the quarterback, of course, two quarterbacks, McCown for, uh, of course, UTSA, uh, Josh McCown's son, who you're not – smiling very broadly about and no it's it's, it's just a, a um i know what's a, happening you don't have no, to say it's it. a, it's you a lost terrible money thing. on his no, dad no, no. multiple times no, and you're no. starting to think oh mccown cost me a lot of money i know it's, what you're doing it's a terrible thing to see uh these kids playing when you knew their parents like it's it's a yeah, reminder that, that, that i am true. i am at that age now where i i'm getting old that is <laughs> that is true uh and i'll tell you a story on that uh jake drugitz uh who's the head coach at Stafford High School, does a great job uh, as a coach in the area, Fredericksburg area, Stafford County. He came, I had a camp years ago, an NFL camp called Super Camp for little kids, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, up to 12th grade. He was one of my campers in a little camper's T-shirt, and he and his brother were there. And now he's the head coach and does a great job. But I'm sitting here looking at myself, Ugh. Now I get it. I see what you're saying. It does make you anyway. On the other side of the field, the, the Pennington situation yeah. with Marshall, his son. So you had two uh, old NFL coach uh, players, uh, quarterbacks in the stands with their sons who are now quarterbacking respectively themselves. They both look promising. So best of luck to those two young men uh, as we continue on this midweek edition of Sports King. So anyway, getting back to the schedule. Going to be here tomorrow. We're going to close it out tomorrow and then take a little time off. We're going to be on Friday and then, of course, Christmas, uh, Monday and Tuesday. We'll be back Wednesday uh, with more fun and frivolity on the Sports King Show. Phone lines open, 804-327-0888. What do you want for Christmas this year, Alan? What's on your list? Um, What's on my list? I actually need some socks, believe it or not. And I know that sounds very boring, but it's... Only thing I can think of, I've got everything else taken care of. Uh, my best friend back home in Virginia, uh, Steve Carey, he's now a sheriff in the sheriff. Uh, he's not the sheriff, I apologize. David Decatur's the sheriff. He's a uh, head of the courts division in Stafford County. His grandmother, for the longest time every year, gave him socks and brute, uh, brute cologne or brute uh, deodorant. And that was it, man. The socks. But he always had the socks. You can't go wrong with socks. Nah, you, you really can't. You know, it took me a while to to appreciate that, but but 
I remember one year I got a pair of socks and I was complaining, but I, I actually would truly like that this year. Just some socks. I'm not plugging the Bomba company, even though I mentioned them. By the way, call them after the show and tell them I plugged them, and we want them as a sponsor. But one thing about them, and to give them a little plug, is they, if you buy their socks, they donate to the homeless. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Yes, it's a business thing. I get it. But they've sold millions upon millions and given away millions of socks to people. And they say one of the things, whether you're in war, and I used to read history books about how in the war, you know, guys would always talk about having clean pairs of socks is one of the things they wanted the most, keep their feet clean. And, of course, people that are homeless also wanted to keep their feet warm and clean uh, at the same time. To have something, and you say, well, it's just socks. Well, socks mean everything. And uh, as Drew says, all we want is a ward tamper weather bag. And let me speak about this. I'm not a meteorologist, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn last night. Let me say this about the weather. What's going on? I'm sitting out. And I don't mean to complain, I'm not complaining, but it's like 45 degrees in the wind. And I know nobody's crying for me that I'm in the Tampa region, but unseasonably cold. I like it in a sense because it is the holiday, it gives you more of the Christmas feel. Nothing like going out with palm trees like I did years ago in Orlando, 85 degrees, two days before Christmas. I couldn't get into it then, but it is colder now and we will get the warm temperatures, but... The hottest thing right now in the Tampa region is Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers, and Todd Bowles has them going. Your thoughts on Baker Mayfield, the fighting Baker Mayfields are doing great things, and they have a chance. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that division is terrible, so everybody's got a chance. Um, (laughs) I I will say I'm I'm impressed with uh, Baker this year because I really thought that he was going to get replaced at some point uh, because I just didn't think he had it in him anymore to be a uh, successful uh, NFL quarterback. But given this roster, the turnover and everything, I, I, I think he's had a decent year. Um, he's, I wouldn't say he's he's genoed his career, but he's, he's taken the right steps in the right direction to extend it a little bit longer. Dalton Collins, who just posted online, all I want for Christmas is a beautiful start by Jackson Arnold. Jackson Arnold, who I know through their head coach, who came on our show multiple times, and, of course, they've done a great job there. Uh, the coach told me at Jackson Darnold, uh, Jackson uh, Arnold, the player is phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal player. He said will be a, a pro, a future pro, but now he's got to obviously, you know, get it done in terms of uh, – you know, the on-field play, but he comes in with a lot of expectation and um, a situation where, you know, they want to see great things from him. I really think he's got the goods to, to really tear it up from a college standpoint. And when you say, you know, what can he do? They've won so many division uh, titles throughout their time in their high school. And if anybody in the Texas region listening, Guy or High School, you know what they've done. You know how talented they are in terms of uh, what they've done. Your thoughts on Jackson Arnold? Have you followed him? Do you know much about him? <laughs> I just know what Dalton says. Um, I mean, I've seen him play a little bit this year. Uh, he's better than, than Dylan, but, you know, there's there's some transition going on in Oklahoma with their offensive coordinator leaving and such. So I, I would think, you know, in college, you don't really see a lot of um, staff transitions hurting players as it does in the NFL. So Arnold's got the talent. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do as well. 
uh, given, you know, multiple starts or the actual starting role. So you wonder what's going to happen there. In a lot of these uh, bowl games, uh, yeah, Dalton says we have to find him a line. Yeah, they've so had some transfers too. Yeah, we have to do that in Washington too. But what I'm saying about these college bowl games, many people are saying uh, it's a situation where uh, this bowl team is going to easily be this one or this one's going to be easily this one. Like last night, you may have gone in the game if you're not an ardent fan of these teams and say, well, Frank Harris, who scored six touchdowns in a game several weeks ago, the starting quarterback for UTSA, they're going to win this game hands down over Marshall until kickoff. And if you don't follow it closely, it's not, of course, Frank Harris playing. It's uh, somebody else by the last name of McCown. And you're like, wait a minute, who's this guy? Same thing with the NBA. If you wager on NBA games and then you see a load management situation and you expect expect Giannis Antetokounmpo and, and Chris Middleton to start and they both take a night off and you're sitting there and you've got your hard-earned cash on these guys and you don't know till tip-off that they're not going to play, you're a little salty, Alan. You know what I'm talking about here when guys decide to take a night off. In the old day, in the old days when I was coming up, uh, the people played the whole game. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Well, in you the know. old days, people also took trips to Vegas in the middle of the playoffs and, and got yeah. air quote flu. So it, it goes without saying no. that you should always do your due diligence if you're going to wager. Obviously, check rosters and such. But, uh, you know, kind of a selfless plug. I was at the ODU game. I can tell you, I didn't know who Veltkamp was when he came in. All I knew is what I saw was a whole lot better than than what they started with. And, um, you know, ODU was up 28-7, and they ended up losing. Anything can happen in these bowl games. That That is true. So, you know, sometimes you're just at the mercy of, of um, you know, momentum. For real. I went off on ODU yesterday, very salty about what happened there. You're there, and I heard you were packing up, ready to come home when yeah. they were 28-7 <laughs> thinking it was over. And that's one thing about it, folks. Not over to the zeros on the board. And uh, so many people feel like in the NFL, sometimes the last two minutes are the tail of the game. You understand that. But uh, when you see what happened with ODU, up 28-7, to and I tell young men uh, or young ladies, whoever wants to listen in, in sports, if you're playing a sport, play it to the whistle. Play it all the way till zeros. And I had a great friend who's one of the top players in uh, West Virginia history in basketball. And he always told me he didn't know if there was one fan in the stand or 5,000 fans in the stand. He said, my goal was to score. My goal was to win. And I would do anything to get that W. And that's all I was focused on. But I played four full quarters. And that's your signature. And I tell people all the time, like the Pickens kid with Pittsburgh, who really upset me with that barely moving off the line as an NFL professional, not even engaging somebody and trying to block downfield, made me sick. You're getting paid a king's ransom, pun intended, and you're supposed to block or tackle or whatever your position is and requires and do it for four quarters. Here's the deal, Alan. I mean, you can't just take plays off. When you're in the NFL or in college, and I, and I saw this video, one of the best videos I've ever posted, and it was of a story of one coach who said he went to a game with a Chicago Bulls scout, and the game was at 7 o'clock. And uh, he said they were going to go scout players that uh, for the Bulls, uh, you know, upcoming training camp, a bunch of college all-star type situation. And he went to this game, and he said, we're going to get there at 4 o'clock. He said, but tip-off, 7 o'clock. 
He said, yes, tip-off, seven, 7 o'clock, but I want to watch the pregame. I want to watch the preparation. I want to watch the players. And I used to tell my son this all the time from a coaching standpoint. I'm going to say this to every parent out there listening that has a son or daughter. Here's what you convey to them. You never know. You never know who's in the stands, who's in a car, who's on the sidelines, who's over in the end zone, in the far end zone. Somebody may have a notepad. You may think they are a local reporter. You may think they are uh, working for the school in the audiovisual department. You don't know who they are. But the one thing you have to realize, if they're there early or they're staying late or they're watching from the stands and they've got a jacket on, but you don't know who they are and they're jotting things down, this could be a college recruiter. This could be a college scout. This could be an NFL scout or somebody looking to take you to the next level. And if they see you see you jogging or taking plays off, uh, and I used to call guys a PTG, a part-time guy. Yeah, he played when the lights are on, or he played here and there when he felt like it. Don't want those guys. I can't have those guys play for me. I don't want them. I want a guy that's going to play as hard on play one as he does on his last play. Your signature is every play you give, give your best. Do your best. Because guess what? That guy or that lady up there taking notes that could be a scout with your future in their hands. And if they see you half-assed on the court or on the field or through your, through whatever you're doing, drill, and they say this person just, they don't have a motor or the motor comes on only here and there, you're going to get knocked down a peg because maybe the guy three counties over goes at it. He may not be the player you are, but he goes at it ten times as hard. So always remember that. My gift to you, young athletes, is always give your best. And always remember your signature is your performance at all times in practice and in games. And sometimes they'll say, uh, I can't believe my coach told ex-college coach that I didn't do this well, or I didn't do that well, or I didn't do this, or I didn't compete, or I didn't. Folks, it happens all the time. Coaches have reputations, and when somebody calls me about an athlete, and I've watched him and scouted him and seen him and, and know the background and the history and do my due diligence, and I endorse somebody, I'm giving you my very best on what I know after watching tape and if they're the player and academically, by the way, folks, uh, for all you kids out there that may think you're the next Michael Jordan or LeBron James or uh, Patrick Mahomes or whoever it may be, remember this, the first thing the scouts ask how are their grades? Uh, do they qualify fully? Are they a good student? Are they a good community member? Uh, how do they treat their family? What do you know about this young man or young lady? And then they do their background. Now, will they take players with checkered pass and hope for the best? Yeah, but sometimes it doesn't work that way. If you're a good person and you treat your family well, and your community members, you do nice things for people, and you're a great athlete, and you study, and you do, I mean, you're doing things that are endearing you because coaches don't have time to babysit. They want to see you at your best, and they want to see you doing things in a professional way. And that's why Joe Moglia, who is our chief sponsor here with the Coastal Carolina University, has a BAM program. Be a man, in his case. He wants his athletes to do things, first and foremost, as professionals. Do your job in a professional manager a manner. Live your life in a professional manner. Go to class. If I've got to sit there, and I tell people all the time, 
if a coach has to go by every day and they get reports on who attends and who doesn't, but if you get called in the coach's office, hey, John, you haven't been to six classes in the last two weeks. What's going on? Do you trust that guy, Alan? Is that somebody you want on your team in terms of are you trusting in that person? <laughs> I I have a little different perspective on okay. it as a uh, former collegiate athlete. Okay. Uh, like let me I, hear it. Let me hear it. So I, I get all the things um, that you're saying, but nowadays it's, it's more of a business. Like even with me, like I, I talk to college athletes or I, I get around, you know, the, the newer generation of college athlete uh, just in track and field at like right. VCU where right. I was at and stuff. It's, it's a little different uh, than when I was there. And and I don't know if it's NIL or the fact that, that you actually do have other avenues mm-hmm. to, to greatness outside of, of the traditional work hard, do the right things. Because if your talent is good enough, I don't care what people say by and large in the college atmosphere, they will, they will make an exception for you. I mean, they don't want to say that publicly, but I've seen it. And, and people know that now it's more out in the open. It used to be kind of hush hush. Like you had to earn that. Right. But now people come in with this kind of like handshake wink. We, we get it type thing. And I think it's affecting, um, it's affecting the way that that um, athletes approach uh, their collective sports. Uh, I agree to a certain degree, but you have to also understand that doing things the right way and doing them by the books is never going to go out of style. Uh, and trust me, coaches talk and coaches say to themselves, can I trust this guy or this young lady? Are they going to do what's required? Now, they can be a great athlete. But if you've got to sit there and, you know, you look at some of the great athletes down in the 757, you look at Allen Iverson, one of the greatest athletes ever to come out of the area. But he didn't come easily. In other words, there was issues there that John Thompson had to deal with and his high school coaches had to deal with and certain things that he had to work through. He came from a very tough area. He accomplished some major, major things. And the the answer, I mean, come on, man, we're talking about practice. But anyway... You're talking about one of the greatest players of all time, but he got in that uh, dust up at the bowling alley in a big fight, and uh, I think there was 20, 30 people on one side, 20, 30 people, chairs flying, punches flying, people getting hurt severely, things like that going down. But of the 30, 40, 50 people that were in that facility, they didn't talk about anybody else. They only talked about one guy, Allen Iverson. They put it all on him. Is that fair? Absolutely not. But is that reality? Yes. If you're a leader in a sports environment, they want you to be a leader on the field, somebody you can depend on. And the question is, when crunch time comes, can you depend on this person? And that's what coaches really want because, yeah, I depend on them in a class. They're a leader. They're getting their teammates rallied, and they're going to do it, just like right now. On my team, the Washington, I think it's commanders this week. Anyway, do you see one singular leader on that team now? I mean, give me one that's just that bell cow leader that you're saying, that's the guy. That's the leader. Who is that, Allen? Uh, probably Jonathan Allen, but he's on his way out the door. Probably. Okay, well, that's a real strong endorsement. Probably Jonathan Allen. Jonathan I mean, you, Allen. You can't, you can't blame these guys. that Like, Jonathan Allen's been there through all the mess. All the mess isn't he came from hey. a he came from a winning tradition program like Bama and he's got to deal with the Washington Commanders nonsense for his whole career. He probably wishes that he was misdiagnosed like Trent Williams and he could get out. I sympathize with him when he talks when he complains. It's genuine hurt, competitive hurt 
and wanting to to you know be successful but also looking around and, and seeing that there's nobody else out here but him giving max effort or at least trying or caring that they lost you know so i i sympathize with them and i and i think at some point there's nothing you can say. These are grown men like you. How much how much rah-rah can you give them? Like, you're getting whipped every week. It should be motivation enough. Yes and no. I mean, you've got you to gotta have that guy stand up. And if you get enough guys standing up and you look at the guys that have been successful, uh, they're going to get you to that point where you say, hey, all of us are responsible. All of us are in this. And this Washington team is an absolute uh, dumpster fire. Is, and like I say, Allen, yeah, he's a leader of sorts, but what have they done up front for all the hullabaloo? Do you see these two guys in the Allen and uh, all the things from Alabama, how great they were going to be? They've been solid, but not spectacular. So let's don't get carried away when people tell me about how great that defensive line is. Uh, I, I don't see it. Yeah, they're, they're good in spurts and they have moments, but Nothing earth-shattering, nothing like the likes of, you know, the the Dexter Manley's, Charles Mann type situations where domination was in play most every weekend. I'm just saying a major difference. Yeah, but you had complimentary coaching during that time. You too. did. And game did. planning and preparation. Like, you literally have a hit coach who didn't know that his backup quarterback's name was Sam Howell and that he was better than everything he had been putting out at that particular time. And a hit coach who didn't know that if you lost the game against the Browns, you were effectively eliminated from the playoffs last year. So, I mean, you, I, I have to sympathize with some of these guys on, on that on that team. And just in general in the NFL, there are some terrible organizations, man. And, and All right. we pile on the players but don't hold them accountable. we got to go to break. Uh, what's the opposite of pepper, my man? What's salt. I am very salty with you right now because you're, you're giving me the young stuff again. You know, I don't like that. I, I You need to fall. No, I'm just kidding. But I get where you're coming from. You know, you got the young athlete that has their way they want to do it, and then the older coaches that want to see it done this way because the way it's always been successful. So you get the two. And Mike Singletary, one of my close friends, always says to me, "I'm not going to change. You know, there's a right way to do things, and you've got to do it the right way. Winning, and as he always says it. What's he say, Alan? I want what? How's he say it? I want that. winners. That's exactly it." And he means it. So, anyway, I want you to come back after the break. Boy, we got off on a tangent there. Thank you, Alan, for getting me fired up on this Wednesday, December 20th. Uh, looking for that jolly man to come by and visit us tomorrow, the last day before our break. And we've got a lot to talk about as we return to the Sports King Show. Your phone calls, 804-327-0888 is the number. And we are ready for the holidays. Taking a break. Be right back. Do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once? I am one of those melodramatic fools, neurotic to the bone, no doubt about it. Sometimes I give myself the creeps. Sometimes my mind plays tricks on me It all keeps adding up I think I'm cracking up Am I just paranoid? Am I just sad? And welcome back everybody on this Wednesday, December 20th midweek edition of the Sports King Show John Morant, you know that guy? Yes, I'm very familiar with John. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. It's, it's Morant, by the way. <laughs> it's okay. I, I mess up names all the time. I just know that 
Somebody, what's with, we've what's got, with we, these names, man? What, uh, we've got why don't we people, call him John? It's not Morant. It's Morant. No, I was going to say, we got people listening, which is great. I got corrected on a tweet this morning uh, on the University of Richmond game, which obviously I should know because I do the programming for it. But, I, again, I said Saturday the game is on Thursday, so I know somebody's going to be like, Morant? You mean Morant? Morant? <laughs> Morant? Yeah. Anyway, Jay or John uh, came back last night after brandishing the gun in the car and doing all the fun stuff he did that got busted for. Once again, leadership. This guy's an exceptional player. And I root for him. I want him to do well. Last night he returned from Memphis, and he went on a tear, brought his team back from a 24-point deficit to tie New Orleans, and then with 9.6 seconds left, found the strength after being down and tired. As he said, practice is one thing, but playing an NBA game is something else. 34 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists, and he hits the game winner on enemy, uh, in enemy territory and gets the win as his team wins. And afterwards he said, you know, I'm keeping receipts, and, you know, I remember all the things people said. He said, uh, I went out there and did what I had to do, and he's back. And I hope after two incidents in a very short span that he's learned his lesson. He's a young guy and a lot of money, and I hope that somebody says, you know, just conduct yourself in a professional manner. You don't need to have guns. You don't need to, to try to be somebody you're not. Just go out there and do what you do. And uh, he's an excellent player and uh it was great to see him succeed last night your thoughts what receipts man nobody said ja couldn't play they said he was just being silly and he is like you can have guns you can you can do all the things you want to do just be responsible like i come from a gun owning family i'm from the backwoods we shoot guns all the time we don't wave them around in our cars or or make <laughs> videos with them like that's the thing and, and and we don't brandish them and threaten people unless you're willing to actually pull the trigger like all those things are things that you brought on yourself and nobody <laughs> under under any circumstances along the way have ever cri- criticized how job plays the game all right? right so so what receipts are you keeping just behave bro yeah yeah anyway he said he played meek mills quote respect the game end quote at high volume on a speaker yeah. by his locker as the media entered the Grizzlies joyous locker uh, respect the game I have not heard that uh, don't have that song you want uh, me to pull it up i, I respect the uh, game give me a little bit of respect the game by meek mill <laughs> i'll uh, play it on the next break meek mill i don't think in my ipod uh listings of hits that i <laughs> i get down to or get up with or whatever we do here at this age anyway uh I, th- I think you guys you guys get down and slowly get up at this age jamie oh man <laughs> My guy. This was my guy. The Sandman, 804-327-0888. We're giving nicknames out, too, by the way. We got, I guess, Roger, the commander, or Commander Roger, because, and by the way, I saw last night, somebody sent me, I had to post it. It it didn't get any sadder for me to see somebody with a picture of, I think the mascot's name's Tuddy. It's a big pig with a hat, and it said eliminated across it. That always makes me feel good. And I had the situation of, uh, sending out Christmas cards to say season's beatings, which was a headline from years ago with Washington season beatings. Anyway, uh, just another sad thing that Tuddy had to tell me we were eliminated. Anyway, so in nicknames, we had Philadelphia Leaf, of course, Leaf with Philadelphia. We got uh, your guy, Drew. Uh, don't call me Lamar. And, of course, uh, we know he's a 49er fan like you. So all you guys out there, 
making money and having fun with the uh, Sports King Show. We appreciate all of you guys. Mark Perry, the Perrys. we got so many folks at uh, Coast to Coast. Listen, we thank you all for doing that. And on this holiday edition, tomorrow, big day, of course, leading up to uh, all the bowl games. And we're in full swing now. Last night, UTSA beat Marshall. And uh, that game, uh, of course, you were at the ODU game. Uh, something that uh, very disappointing, and I, I talked about it before. My biggest disappointment in that game was the fourth and one call in overtime. You're not going to kick the ball. you got to get the ball in the end zone. you got to play to win the game. And that's what Herman Edwards said. That's what I say. And you get that far, the field goal, uh, coming off a block field goal, you just have to pump that one in and see what you can do. Anyway, they didn't hey, do it. Real lost. quick, though, Jamie, can I just say, like for the folks who are still on the punting is the right thing to do, there's literally statistical data, statistical data telling you the probability of success on field goals of a certain distance and, and conversions on a, on a certain down and distance. And I can tell you, college football for sure, with college kickers, college blockers, you're better off going for it on fourth and one if you're kicking outside of your 35-yard line than trying to kick the field goal in 85% of the situations. I would guarantee it in 85% of the situations. Right. No, I, I get it. And, uh, you know, as I always say about kickers, been being a dad of a kicker is you never really need a kicker until you need a kicker. And, uh, and folks, let me say this real quick. Justin Tucker of the Baltimore Ravens, and I've watched this guy and I've marveled at this guy, and he's almost as solid and guaranteed as anything in life you can depend on, of course, Justin Tucker. This guy's the greatest that's ever done it, and there's nobody better than this guy. He... He is unbelievable. And uh, it's time for me to turn over another leaf, you're saying, as we turn to Leaf, Mr. Philadelphia, who is still uh, licking his wounds as a fall uh, the other night. And uh, Leaf, uh, not a time to be sputtering oil. Uh, Fly Eagles fly. It's more like cry eagles cry. Very sad Christmas for you. I mean, your team is playing great overall, but now – you're seeing some uh, cracks in the armor. Your thoughts on what's happening with the Eagles and uh, how quickly they can turn it around? Um, I, I really think that, truthfully, I don't think Jalen Hurts is 100%. not just talking about him playing with two flu-like symptom games. I think he just doesn't want to admit it because of the brotherly shove. I think he's injured. Dude. Wow. He really do. You think he's injured. Meanwhile... Yeah. What's going on with Drew Locke uh, throwing shade at Jalen Hurts after this game, saying, hey, the guy didn't even stick around for a handshake. Alan, did you hear about this? Leaf, uh, what's going on with Drew Locke uh, throwing shade at Jalen for not sticking around? I know he wasn't feeling well, and if he's sick, he shouldn't stick around, but uh, he was upset about this. Leaf, your thoughts on Drew Locke? Um, I'm not worried about that. I mean, uh, yeah. Drew Locke, you really want to shake his hand anyway? They, they, they won. They That's won good. one. That's good. I'd rather have the guy he was pulling for sticks. Oh, that's I'd rather funny. have sticks shake hands. It, it doesn't. It, like, okay, we're 10-4. We're, we're still getting into the playoffs. Even if we're limping, we're better than most. I, I Hopefully they get it together. I don't. I don't know why they keep doing screens on third and long and thinking it's going to happen. I Defensively, I think they're gassed. You're out there for 100 plays a game. 
Slay's injured for a couple weeks, so we'll see how it goes. But I, I still got confidence in this game. You okay Coming with Matt, up the next three. Matt Patricia calling the plays now. You okay with that on the defensive side? I, I don't even care if our mascot called the game. It's just <laughs> right now we're injured. We're, we're playing like you know, very soft on defense. And, um, you know, Jalen Hurts is just trying to do too much. And I just – he doesn't look right right now. Before we let you go, and Merry Christmas to you, Leaf. Of course, thanks for always listening and being part of the show. Your Eagles, Fly Eagles Fly, uh, won't play again until Christmas at 4.30 p.m. at the Link, Lincoln Financial Field, 49 degrees there now in Philadelphia. As your Philadelphia Eagles at home against, oh, you better be careful here, a trouble spot, Tommy Coldcuts and company come in, the G-Men, Winners of five games and Tommy Colcutts taking on your Eagles. Any worry there? Eagles favored by 12. Um, I'm going to bring out my um, bathrobe with the Eagles on it and uh, <laughs> open some presents, eat some uh, good, delicious ham and whatnot. Probably right, did- shove a pumpkin pie down my throat <laughs> and enjoy the game. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, send Alan a picture of the you with the Philadelphia Eagles ro- a robe eating the pie. Absolutely that, not. <laughs> that would be one uh, Alan he's supposed. Uh, well, maybe maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, seeing you eating uh, and doing the uh, the pie shove, uh, the pumpkin pie shove on Christmas Day, watching your Eagles and Tommy Colcutts. Uh, we wish you the luck in that one. And by the way, folks, we found out that here's a deal before we go to break. Tommy Colcutts was supposed to go to a New York uh, pizzeria, and he was scheduled to go there, a local pizza shop, for $10,000 for his appearance. I think his agent, the guy that looks like he's out of the Sopranos, then asked, since he's doing so well, for 20000 to appear, and they balked at that. They didn't want to do it. But Tommy Colcutts, apparently, uh, Sandman, went there yesterday and did it for no money, and uh, he made some sodas and made some pizza and had some fun. But uh, he really saved face here because this could have turned ugly, and he really could have had a bad reputation had this happened the wrong way. But it seemed like they tried to ask for too much. I mean, $20,000 for Tommy Cold Cuts in a pizza shop. Your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, that's a little excessive, man. <laughs> now, if it had been a Subway or Jersey Mike's with Cold Cuts there, it could have been a different deal. But anyway, we're going to come back, close it out, and we've got some things to tell you. Of course, holiday edition, midweek edition of Sports King Show. We love you guys. We hope you have the best holiday ever with family and friends. And, of course, who could have it better than us, like Jim Harbaugh says, uh, I'm here with the Sandman, the beard that, uh, of course, you guys all love. And uh, we will be right back with more fun on this Wednesday morning when the Sports King continues. When it's all said and done, and you back at the bottom, they're going to treat you like you worthless. Respect the game. It's the fame. We're millionaires. You're watching Lil' Chain. Disappeared quick as Lil' Zane. You're feeling yourself. I know you got a little lane. Hold your composure. I seen this shit happen over and over. That couple hundred thousand holding you over. That ain't real money. That's bill money. Buy Rolly, get a will money. Catch a case, pay a lawyer. Yeah, 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 boy. That that doesn't flow with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
But you you're requested saying, it. There, there you're goes. saying my rap game. I was trying to do some gang size, but I don't know any gangs, and I, I can't get my fingers right. So I don't that really doesn't consider work. me that gangster. So I, I wouldn't even bother. I'm not that gangster either, but I just I tried anyway. Hey, I like that though. I like that. There's something there. Now it's it's a it's a message in the song. I I only went to the to the um to the little lines you people would know what song it is um but yeah it's it's a message in there i can understand why he played that but still nobody's after him he's he's trying to play victim come on man but the sports game digging meek mill thanks for opening my world look at you <laughs> look at you you tell me you tell me you're not opening it up for me, man. It's, look at this it's a, it's a gift and a curse uh, don't you have some wrestling stuff isn't this wrestling wednesday it's supposed to be on? wrestling wednesday but you opened with with Creed, and so as a, as yeah. a troll, I was gonna take you through all the '90s like like band, crazy band, emo band music. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, we pivoted a little bit. It's it's whatever. Yeah, and the reason we pivoted was uh, in case you haven't heard, Michael Huntley, a local resident from Fredericksburg, Virginia, where the Sports King uh, was from. Uh, won The Voice last night. He uh, actually did more than that. He won $100,000, a record contract, and saw him in a State Farm commercial. I mean, the guy, absolutely, the guy is just rolling now. And congratulations for a guy that played all the local scene and finally struck it big. So we are very happy for him and his family and uh, seems like a very nice guy. So wish him the very best. Uh, Maybe he'll come on the Sports King show, Alan. Why don't you make that happen? I could reach out. Never hurts to reach ask. Out. Reach out. Tell him that uh, your guy likes Meek Mill, and tell him a well-rounded mm. mus- mus- musical guy. And uh, <laughs> are you and well-rounded? Oh, we're I gonna am. put that to the test. I uh, am. To 1985 is where my yeah, round stopped. To say, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so funny. If you put me anything past 1990, I think. But the 80s was such great music, Alan. I got to take you back there sometime. You know, I Steve mean, Perry, Huey Lewis. I mean, I mean, the list goes on and on. Van Halen. I mean, come on, man. What are we talking about here? Anyway, that's going to wrap it up here for this Wednesday, December 20th. Last night, of course, we found out that UTSA beat Marshall in one of the bowl games. We had all the bowls tomorrow. I'm going to roll it through all the bowls. We may have a visit from the Jolly Fat Man, and we're not talking about uh, anybody other than that guy that comes on uh, Monday, the 25th. Uh, He'll be here potentially tomorrow. You don't want to miss that with all the picks. uh, And we'll have the NFL picks. And winners, winners, nothing but winners. As Alan and I give them to you, the Sandman, back from ODU uh, on his vacation uh, at the beach. While I'm laboring away here, he's at the beach having fun. I don't know what happened there. but It was surely, it wasn't the beach. You're like Dennis Rodman, man. You You just take off and go and... And the Michael Jordan's got to come get you and bring you back in. Anyway. (laughs) Great. Anyway, folks, that is it. Uh, Next up, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Big Al Sports Phone. Two hours. I love that guy, Big Al. And uh, he's got a big show on tap for you today. And we got a big one for you tomorrow you don't want to miss. We want to thank you so much for joining us today on the Midweek Edition of Sports King. Be kind to one another. Have a great day. If you're shopping, we'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning. Take care. 1061 